you're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. Uh oh, these are funny words. What happened? On the Ramoslaw.com text line. 303-713-1043. Sam Hartman is uglier than a mud fence. Ooh. Obviously, that person Stop is... Stop the cap. The person is... They're black. capping. They're capping. Because, <laughs> as you said, too many times for my comfort today, Sam Hartman is fine. Dude, he's hot. <laughs> I saw him. At, I saw him at the Super Bowl. Right. I meant to go up and talk to him, but then I got busy doing whatever it is I do. Next thing I know, it was like, it was like a Patrick it. Swayze song. Yeah, he was please, just gone. Please don't make it sound like what you're doing is important. Okay, whatever you were doing, it was probably something that you were easily distracted by. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, you know me, I'm like a squirrel. Yeah. So don't make it sound like, like oh. well, I couldn't go up to Sam Hartman because I was busy doing something important. No, you were distracted by... Okay. Whatever. So I'm not going to say his name over the air, but I'm going to tell you in your ears. Yes. And you're going to Google my boyfriend. Oh, your boyfriend's you can, Googleable? Well, yeah. He's a Googler. He's a Googleable. Okay. All right. He's All on right. that level. All right. Okay, let's let's hear his name and then we'll... Yeah. Uh. All right. All right, all right, all right. Oh, We've got shit. the name. We're going to leave it. Um, Talk got it. Hold on. All right. Um, <laughs> this is not popping up as easy as we... Oh. The model? The, the model? Okay, wait a minute. All right, hold on. Let me see if this dude is fine. Well, come on, Rogue. Seriously? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Zowie. <laughs> wow. Good. So what's the verdict? <laughs> wow. Good for... Wow. Good for you. Wow, Rogue. Yeah, he uh, is. Yeah, I clean up pretty good yeah. when I'm not waking up at 4 a.m. Yeah, Rogue. Damn. Okay. Where are um, those, what are all those bumps on his stomach? Those are called abs. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I, I thought he got stung by a bee. <laughs> that is, uh, those are multiple abs. Yeah. Rogue. He's fine. He played football. See you. Huh. All right. Mm. Well, we'll leave the identity, but yeah, yeah. let's just say that Rogue, I, I don't know. Though. Was he some of the bull junk that, uh, was he some of the bull no, no, junk? No, that, no, 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 yeah, don't don't. I'm not gonna say his name. You can say bull junk. All right, so we're gonna say the so now the bull gonna, junk that Dion right, so, cleaned up. All right, so now I you're saying some bull junk. All right, so fix. now you're saying he's a. All right, so no, I was just asking if he was. I think he's. So he played. So is it CU? Oh yeah, right. That's what you're. That's what oh, you're that letting the to... you're letting the cat out of the bag there. He did play at CU. Oh, I said that over she the air. Oh, you said that over the air. I sometimes don't know what's going in just my ear or going out of the air. Okay. All right. Well, good for you, Rogue. Rogue. I'm not trying to brag. I, no. I'm just no, I'm asking you who, Mark, who do you prefer? Yeah, who's is this guy, named to be left unsaid, more fine, your word, than mm. Sam Hartman? Well, I like Sam Hartman's hair, okay? So the hair goes to Sam. I have not seen Sam Hartman's body shirtless. 
your guy looks awesome shirtless. <laughs> awesome. He does. He is. Hey. If I was him, I would not wear a shirt. Right? Ever. 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 Well, ever. It, you know, he's Could he's be. a little bit older now. Okay, so he, you know, it's not the same now, but... Does he still have those bumps on his stomach? He has some of them. Okay. Oh, he's not allergic. Those things look like... Like I said, like he got stung by a bee. Got yeah. All kinds of bumps. Hey, we got Hey, we can be... Yeah. No, we I... Can, we can... Yeah. yeah. Hey, game recognizes the game. That's right. <laughs> hey, hey, they're both fine. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right. All right. Yes. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with uh, giving a guy credit for no looking good. He yeah. looks good. Looks great. He looks great. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well done. Uh, all right. I want to, you, you totally derailed me, both of you. Shame on both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to get into uh, the amazing job of budget cutting. That you did. If, <laughs> if if the Broncos capologist, whoever the Broncos capologist is, mm-hmm. was listening, or if they missed it, they should be listening now. Alert the capologist of the Broncos because right. your your dead cap issue that you're facing. I, I cleaned it up. Mark just Mark is about to clean it up for you. So get ready. That's coming up next. Ever since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my hiding spots. Ha! Found you. How? That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Now through March 21st, get started with 200 megabit internet for $25 a month for two years with no annual contract and get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Okay. Back to uh, sports, 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 Yeah. So we know the Broncos are facing a uh, very significant salary cap deficit once they uh, move on from Russell Wilson. In all likelihood, I would think. Are you expecting it, by the way, to be spread out over two years, not just take the $89 million cap hit in, in one year? Do you think it'll be a designated post-June 1st and it'll be spread out over two? Or you think they'll... Pro- probably, but... I mean, if you use my plan, you could do it all in one year. You could. Boy, we could all use Mark Schlereth to balance our budgets. Check this out. So we uh, went back. Johnny Fever did a great job looking at Bronco veteran players who carry big cap hits into next year. But if you cut them, uh, there's no guaranteed money and you get a lot of cap savings. So check out this uh, swath of destruction left in uh, Mark's wake here. DJ Jones, set to make $13 million, carries a $10 million cap hit savings. Mm-hmm. Tim Patrick, $15 million, carries a $9.5 million savings. Cortland Sutton, set to make $17 million, carries about $10 million cap savings. Justin Simmons, $18 million. Would save fourteen and a half million against the cap if you just cut them, and Garrett Bowles' twenty million dollar cap hit would save almost sixteen million if cut. You, <laughs> you said buy to all of them, cut them all. You'd cut them all. Now there was a couple of guys I tried to renegotiate with first, but if you can't get a deal done on a renegotiation, then I just cut them. 
rebuilding process. What are you rebuilding and replacing them with? I mean, this is already a roster that doesn't have a lot of depth and has holes, and you're yeah. in effect. And by the way, if you add in unrestricted free agents Josie Jewell and Lloyd Cushenberry, who you've also have said that you wouldn't you wouldn't resign, right. that's seven starters. Correct. Who are you replacing them with? Well, I mean, first off, if you don't re-sign your free agents, you're getting third-round compensatory picks, right? Is it in third round? Next year. Next year. Next year. Not this draft. Next year. Right. So, but you're still going to get draft picks. You've got to You've got to rebuild your roster through the draft where you have some salary constraint and you you get to build off that. So, listen, there's a couple guys I'd like to renegotiate with, but I think you've got a clear cap and you've got to understand that we've put ourselves in this position and it's going to be a process of kind of getting ourselves out of this position and we're going to do it with young players, maybe unproven, but young players that we like. Mims is going to be a guy that's going to be a prominent player. Yeah, Johnson is going to be a, a guy that you're going to move forward with. The receiver position, Brandon Johnson. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Johnson. Yeah, um, you know there are going to be there are going to be guys that that you're going to rely on as young players who are salary are sitting there with a salary constraint situation because of the the way the collective bargaining agreement works. And you know, Caden Stearns is going to be a guy you're going to look at. PJ Locke is a restricted free agent, but you've got some depth in that back end that has played. You're going to have to go with that. You're going to have to go in that direction. Honestly, you know, when you first went through this and you and you were like, see ya, see ya, see ya to all these guys, I was like, man. But then I, I kind of circle back to it and look at it. I can go eight, nine, seven, and ten with these guys. I could probably go seven and ten, six and eleven without them. Correct. And still save a, a lot of money. Along the way. Save a lot of money. Develop some good young players. That Then you're going to have to make a decision when their contracts become, you know, when they when they become potential free agents. But still, you're developing your players. You're growing your team, home-growing your team. And then when it comes to dipping into free, agent to, free agency to fix some of these holes, you're not in the first round of free agency. You're in the third round, the value round, if mm-hmm. you will. So you're not completely overpaying guys for completely overpaying for more average players. You know, the first three on this list are pretty easy. DJ Jones been a nice player, but you can find DJ Jones type players. Okay. And and there's just no reason why a team like the Denver Broncos, as as challenged as they are offensively, should be spending that much money on wide receivers. No. They, they over the last couple of years have spent as much or more money on their wide receiver room than any other team in the NFL. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, I'm I'm fine moving on from them. Yeah. So those first three are pretty easy, I, I, I think. And, and honestly, if they don't move on from these guys and cut them and, and get the savings, then I'm going to question what they're doing over there. But then you get to S- Simmons and Bowles. I mean, Justin Simmons is a is a really really good player who, mm-hmm. through no fault of his own, you know, just continues to go out and play at a, at a Pro Bowl level year after year after year. Do 
do we want to penalize him for that just because the team isn't that good or they're they're in transition or rebuilding or they've got cap woes? At some point, Mark, you're, you're trying to bring in good football players. Correct. Should you be in a rush to move on from some of the few good players you actually have? No, but Justin Simmons was a third rounder in 2016. And 2016, 7, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. He's played eight years. Mm-hmm. He's going into his ninth season at the safety position. And I think you have to look at that. Two, it's twofold. One, you're going to get the cap savings. Two, he's closer to the end of his career than he is the beginning of his career. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on, safety. If Eighty, if anything, eight if, years? Yeah, but if anything, safety is a position. Heck, corners transition to safety to extend their careers. Yeah, corner, it, it, safeties don't transition to corner. No, they don't, but they stay at safety in this case. He's, he's a safety, and so... He should be able to continue. They, just some recent safeties who played a long, long time. Ed Reed played forever. Um, uh, Earl Thomas played forever. So you're, you're uh, uh, who, the McCourty guy, both the McCourty, but Devin McCourty sure. played a long, long time. Sure. I'm not saying that Justin Simmons is as good as these players. I'm just talking about the longevity of the position. He should be. He should have another four to five. Pro Bowl caliber year still in him. Easy. Four to five easy? Yes. How many games did he miss last year? Uh, Justin Simmons missed two games. Missed two games? Yeah. How many games did he miss the year before? All right. So Justin Simmons over the last couple of years uh, has played, in 2022, he played 12 games. Okay, so you you so, think, but but other you think, than you think, in, but in 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 what uh, five of the last six years he's played full seasons. Okay, so you think you think after going into his ninth year, he's still got five years of Pro Bowl play in front of him. Yes, based on how players have shown that kind of longevity at the safety position, Troy Polamalu played, you know, deep into his thirties at a high level. So you're gonna when his con when is his contract up? Uh, I, uh, well, it, I think you're going to renegotiate him to do another five. You're, you're going to renegotiate him at a five, four, five year deal. So he's, he's getting paid through year. This is the last year of his contract. Okay. So you're going to rent a four year deal recently. So four years ago. So this, he's going into, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent after this season. After this season. Right. So you're, you're, you're willing to sign him to another top notch safety deal right now. Yes. Okay. He's the only guy on this list that I would re-up with. I, I I love Justin Simmons. Absolutely. So you're going to tell me. And I would tell you that, that, but that wasn't the game we were playing. The no, game, I know. The, the game, if you're telling me we can renegotiate with him and save ourselves $10 million on the cap and spread it out over four years, then I'm, I'm yeah, I'm in. I'm into that. I, I like that. But I'm saying if it was either you pay him twenty million or seventeen point nine million, whatever it is, or you save fourteen and a half million on the cap, and that's your only choice, then I'd save fourteen and a half million on the cap. So, so there's some debate there on on Simmons, as there should be. What about what about Bullsey? 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this to you because you've been very, very critical of Bolsey, but you've also softened your stance. Yeah, and but, actually, because he's played better. He's played he has, better. He's played better. He's kind of figured it out, and he has played better. So out of 32 left tackles in the NFL, what tier would you place him in? Um, I would place him in, well, what are the, even the tiers? What are the tiers? Well, let's say if you think that there's there's five tackles that belong in the A tier. There's ten tackles that belong in the B tier. You know, that where is that line of demarcation? Where where would you say he belongs? Is he a second tier, third tier, yeah, he's, first tier? He's right what? there, borderline, second, third tier. So he's on the... He's on the cusp of being basically a middle of the pack. So if there are 32 left tackles, he's like around, what, 16? If you had to rank them? Yeah, he's, like an, he's an above average He's so, an above average tackle. All right, so about somewhere between, let's say, 13 and 16. Yeah, I, think that's, I think that's fair. Can you find somebody else younger, cheaper? Well, this draft has half a dozen, maybe more, Offensive linemen that are considered first rounders, and not elevated first rounders because they're quarterbacks, like legitimate first rounders. So would I say that you could find somebody to replace him at a much cheaper rate that you would have control over over the next five years? Yes. Whether that's at twelve or whether you move back and you know pick somebody, or even if you go in in the second round, you might find that guy. So, I will say they don't have a second round. Let me but. let me take Earl Thomas off the list. He actually was done by the time he was thirty. Earl was an eraser for a long time, but I'm just telling you, like from a longevity standpoint, it kind of goes back to the Bill Belichick kind of. I'd rather let them go two years early than two years late. Yeah, well, Patriots should have done that with uh, Belichick. Wow. Too harsh? Too soon? Wow, you don't. Why do you hate Bill Belichick? Well, they probably it, they probably should have followed Bill's credo on that one, right? Better to get rid of a player, or in this case, a coach, a Hall of Fame coach, a year too early rather than a year too late. Yeah. Right? Well, is, that once, good, is that a good question there, Bill? Once Bill lost Brady, I think Brady was the... Brady was the pacifier. He was like the bubba, the passy of the Patriots locker room. <laughs> his, his pinky? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he made sure he comforted the rest of the team when Belichick was on a tirade. Devin McCourty played till he was 35. Troy Palomalo played till he was 33. Yeah, not, not, I mean, they, like your, your skill set goes, your skill set becomes less. Like you're not talking about now. He's not necessarily. All right, you tell me. You've down watched, in the box. He's you, not a down. He's but, not necessarily down in the box. Right, but he, not, he plays. He plays physical. He, he, he plays plenty physical. Yeah, he doesn't turn it down. Now he did have some. He did have some cover corner skills when he came out. I remember doing a game in 2017 where against Miami they got blown out, but where he was playing some corner in that particular game. So he's had some of those coverage skills in the past, which really make him a very valuable player. Like, again, see, this is where I get myself in trouble because I said, I'd cut him. And then, you know, the word gets back to Justin right. and then We're, Justin thinks, you're, oh, right. you'd cut me, you know, and that's not, I love Justin. I think Justin is a, he's, he's incredible. He's an incredible player. 
incredible we're in the community. Play, we're playing the game of just flat out, do you cut him? Right. Or do you you retain that salary? Now, if it was retain him, cut him, or renegotiate, I'd renegotiate sure, with him. Sure, sure. And I'd probably, I'd probably renegotiate with Bolsey as well. The other guys, I'd, I'd be like, eh. Yeah. But we're saying, hey, keep and, and, and work with or just get rid of their salary. And, yeah. and get the cap hit. Uh, some other safeties. Uh, John Lynch played till he was 36. Mm-hmm. Ed Reed played till he was, was 35. Was not the same guy. John Lynch was not the same guy his last four years here as he was. No, but he was Tampa. still playing. He was, he, his last two years here in De- well, two of his last three years here in Denver, he played full seasons. Yeah, no, no, no. He's he's still playing full seasons, and he's a he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but. Wow, you hate John Lynch. Hmm, that's going to make it awkward next year when you do a 49er game. Hmm. Uh, what's trending up next? <laughs> Talk about awkward. Uh, next time Charles Barkley finds himself in San Francisco may lead to some uh, awkward moments. Wait until you hear what he had to say about uh, the Golden Gate City. That's next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Well, deep sigh of relief uh, if you're an Avalanche fan because the uh, the losing streak, that rough, well, let's not call it rough, that brutal road trip is starting to fade in the rearview mirror. They've won a couple games in a row. They took care of uh, best in the uh, Western Conference, Vancouver, last night, 3-1. to one. Jared Bednar able to smile at the way his team's playing. It's never going to be perfect, you know what I mean? But, like, this is, it's a good sort of lesson and reminder to our guys that we still have the ability to, to play the right way and win. Doesn't you know we don't have to fill the net every night to win if we defend the right way. And um, yeah, they're getting the results because of their work and the effort that they're putting in on the ice. If when the Avs win another Stanley Cup, will we look back on that road trip as that was a really good thing for this oh, team? Oh yeah, it could be one of those one of those those losses and that that three out of twelve points and you know some of the concerns that were raised actually was almost a uh, kind of a catalytic moment in our season that helped propel us to you know playing a little bit tighter, playing a little bit better, finding a way to win the grimy ones. Yeah, that could be. Well, we'll, we'll see how that plans out. Yeah, I still. I mean, as long as they play at home, they'll be fine. Yeah, let's not go crazy. They've 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 beaten. You know, a bad Arizona team and a, a good Vancouver team that was playing back-to-back games, back-to-back days. But still, wins are wins. Michael Malone. Hey, this All-Star game, you must have been tuned in, right? Hanging on every every play? The All-Star game is completely different than the All-Star game I grew up watching. And um, I feel bad because it's a situation everybody's aware of. But there's no easy fix that anybody's come up with. And I don't know if there ever will be, to be quite honest. What a, Harsh by truth. The way, bitter truth. What has happened, like for all the all the boomer, you're such a boomer, all that kind of talk, what's happened is just pride. Like there used to be yeah. a day where pride was involved in all-star games and okay boomer. Well, but, but think right. about what what malone said he said i don't i don't know if you can fix it well but here's the problem to fix 
It's getting the players to care. You sh- should think that it's not that hard of a fix, right? Is it the money? It's, it's Everybody getting just the makes players so to much care. money that the players are like, well, this isn't worth my time. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's the number one reason. Where's the motivation? Because let me just tell you, like, you think back on it, like Mike Malone said, in my day, watching the All-Star game, there was guys who were willing to battle. Yeah, but is... Are these guys' legacies going to be defined by the fact that they didn't play hard in an All-Star no. game? No. Of course not. No. They're going to be defined by, do they lead their team to championships? Do they show up in the playoffs? Right. You know, do they do they choke, underachieve in big games? That That's how their legacy is going to be remembered. So, I... I know it's 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 easy to say, come on, guys, right. have some pride. Compete. Right. What's so hard about competing? But human nature is human nature, come right? Come on, man. Yes. So, so here's what you do. You understand this is the way it is. This is the way that people approach the game. So don't waste people's time. Just and, and you know, by the way, for all the heat that the NBA is getting, the the, the NHL and pro football waved the white flag long before. Right. The NBA has. The NBA at least has, has tried to continue to make it worthwhile. The NHL and NFL punted on that a long time ago. Correct. So give give the NBA a little bit of credit for that. <laughs> Although they'll probably end up in the same uh, same spot. Stephen A. Smith. You would think he would love the story angle of Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic teaming up. Super team, super duo here in Denver. Eh, not so. When I look at Jamal Murray and I look at Jokic, I say to myself, they are spectacular. They're special together. Jokic with Luka would be phenomenal in certain respects, but remember, Luka needs the ball. And Luka holds on to the ball a bit much. With Murray, Murray passes it or he shoots it. And his decisions are relatively quick. That's not Luka's game. So I would say to you, be careful what you wish for, because when you look at Denver, they're already winning without Luca. Yeah, I, I agree. Whole milk right there, 100%. Because this isn't about comparing Luca to Jamal as individual players. It's how does each player fit with Nikola Jokic? And Jamal Murray, it's it's beautiful. It's yeah. it's art. It's it's pristine. It's best hand, duo I've ever yeah. seen since Malone and Stockton. Hand Why and mess glove. with that? Yeah, hand in glove. Why mess with that? Yeah, you don't mess with that. No, 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 no. I agree. Rick Patino. <laughs> Man, the Pearl Clutchers. Uh, hey, hey, all of you who are mad at Sean Payton for having the audacity to yell at a grown man who's making $40 million a year. What are you going to say about Rick Patino ganging up on poor college kids at St. John's? We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. Oh, he was just warming up. Even the Celtics, when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience (laughs) I've had since I've been coaching. Do you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. Well, suddenly I'm interested in the uh, 
the play of St. John's moving forward. I'm very curious to see how they respond the to most to this. Can you imagine being in a locker room when your coach described you as the most unlet- unathletic team and enjoyable experience? Yeah. This guy's like, coached we everywhere. Cannot, we can't guard anybody without fouling. Coach, where? Where are you coach? Providence, uh, uh, Kentucky, uh, Louisville, uh, the Celtics, um, Iona. Where, where else has he been? He's been everywhere. But this is the most unenjoyable year he's ever had. Woo! Okay. They play Georgetown tonight. We'll see what happens. Yes. Georgetown's terrible, but uh, we'll see what happens to St. John's moving forward. Uh, finally, uh, Chuck Charles Barkley. Uh, so I guess the NBA All-Star game... Uh, nobody really liked the fact that it was in cold, dreary Indianapolis. Uh-huh. Next year, it's supposed to be in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, Charles doesn't seem too enthused about the idea. Hey, Reggie, yes? If you had a if you had a chance of being cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, we would... Oh, 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 that's oh, crazy. Oh, no. You're not welcome. Oh, hey, no, 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 no. No, we don't. <laughs> yes, we do. You can't even walk around down yes, there. Yes, you can walk around. Yeah, with a bulletproof bag. Charles. Well, San Francisco's uh, rep has taken a big hit lately. You even got the uh, Giants are uh, saying that it's tough to uh, lure free agents to come play there anymore. What a mess. Yeah. What a mess. They've we were got- there in 20, well, 2015. It was, at least what we saw, it was, we spent a lot of time downtown. It was, it was fine. But since then, yeah, Charles, it, it, Charles, Charles, Charles got loose. Yeah. We had ended up, we used to stay, as a Fox team, when we were doing San Francisco games, we used to stay in uh, San Jose. We don't stay there anymore because of exactly that reason. San Jose's gotten rough, too. Oh, San Jose is horrible. Is it? Horrible. Huh. Did you just go down to, where is it, Santa Clara? Palo Alto. Stanford. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, um, truth hurts. So there you go. That is uh, what is trending. I bring that to you uh, twice a day, 730 and 930. Uh, up next... Very interesting NFL rumor as we get set for free agency that, as a Bronco fan, you're going to be interested in. Tell you about it next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station 1043. Well, as we get set for free agency to start here very soon, it's uh, fun to start reading and listening to some of the rumors out there. How about this juicy one? I find it juicy. I don't know about you, but uh, Drew Locke, who you say has undergone successful football rehab in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Are you out of breath? Uh, no. No? No. 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 Okay. I get more done during a break. You do. My God. (laughs) It's impressive. I'm in awe. I talked to the boss. All these years later, I'm still in awe. Talked to the boss. Mm -hmm. Made a cup of coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. Use the facilities. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> man, talk about the multitasker. Yes. Anyway, Drew Locke is set to be a free agent. Yes. The team that he is being linked to prominently, the Las Vegas Raiders, that they apparently are very, very 
determined to go get Drew Locke and connect the dots. Rich Scangarello, former offensive coordinator here with Vic Fangio. Vic didn't like him because he was, you know, too loud in the headset, apparently, during games. That was one of the uh, things. He's just too darn loud. Anyway. Vic. Vic. My God. What's all this noise in my ear? (laughs) Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um... So I can't hear myself think about defense. But Scangarello and eighty-four years. Scangarello and Locke seemed to form some kind of a little bit of chemistry by the end of that that year they were together. Yeah. So much so that a lot of us were looking forward to see how this thing would continue to grow. Instead, Scangarello got uh, booted, and the rest is history. So Scangarello is now back with the Raiders as a quarterbacks coach, and Drew Locke apparently being linked to the Raiders. As a uh, as a, a Bronco fan, how should we feel about the idea of Drew Locke going to the Raiders? I th- listen. I think that you hope that Drew Locke has success, just not against the Broncos. Don't you? Don't I mean? Aren't you? I root for him. Yeah, I, I was really when he had that comeback win on Monday Night Football and did the post game interview uh-huh. and really was honest and bared his soul about what he's gone through and the journey. Yeah, how can you not root for him? I absolutely root for Drew Locke. But you're right, if he goes to the Raiders, it'll be, I root for Drew Locke. Yeah. Every game but two. Right, I root for him when he's playing Kansas City. I root for him when he's playing the Chargers. I just don't want to have success against us. But look at man, there's a guy that came into a situation that like he wasn't ready for he was thrust into it. it it didn't work out it was he's made some mature good decisions he had opportunities to go elsewhere he didn't he could have gone with Dave Canales to Tampa Bay and maybe he's the guy that leads Tampa Bay to the playoffs as opposed to Baker Mayfield they wanted Drew Locke over Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield was their next choice and and I got to me you you look at that and there's an endorsement there in and of itself. Chose to stick in and, and continue to back up, you know, in Seattle. And when he got an opportunity to play, he played pretty well. So I'm rooting for him. <laughs> On the Ramoslaw.com text line from Neil. Oh, phew. Glad that's the NFL rumor you were talking about. I thought you Mark was about ready to say Aaron Rodgers was going to get traded to Denver. <laughs> some people, some from people, your keyboard, some uh, people, God's ears. Some people just don't forget. Listen, I mean, I have been. It's been you've been vindicated. I totally have. Yeah, Neil, I promise you, please, Neil. What? I, I, I it, beg it, of you, you. Believe me, believe me when I tell you, Mark's intel was. Rock but solid. It, not even my intel. Just just follow the tea leaves. Follow. I mean, we have what quite possibly is the worst coaching job in the history of the National Football League. Gets fired within 15 games. Instantly gets hired in the offseason for the Jets. And guess who goes to the Jets? Aaron Rodgers. Like, there's a, there was a package deal there. Why do you think they signed? Why do you think they signed? him to be the head coach here. 
Yeah. It, it, it there was, was a there was a deal that fell through. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't take a genius to follow the breadcrumbs. Like when when you do the report, it it takes on legs and and starts to get out there, and you're getting a, a text from Aaron, like saying, "Who told you?" <laughs> right. Like right. So. No, this is not about Aaron Rodgers. This is about uh, Drew Locke, and apparently the Raiders are very interested. One of many juicy rumors that are going to be coming up between now and March 5th and the uh, start of, uh, actually, March 8th. Is it March 8th? I think free agency. I think March 8th, I believe. is. I think the franchise tag deadline well, is March 5th, and I think the, I think you're right. 13th, like maybe the, the 13th. The, then they got that legal tampering period, which is actually when <laughs> deals are getting done. So the legal tampering period actually... Which means the illegal tampering period probably starts around the 5th. The legal tampering period starts around the 8th. 11th. 11th. 11th through the 13th is the legal tampering window, and then you're officially able to sign people starting on the 14th. So we're going to be hearing about deals being done already. But right now what you're doing is illegal tampering. Correct. Okay, this is the illegal tampering season. Then you get into the legal tampering going on right now? Then you get the legal tampering. I'm shocked. And then, yeah, and then... You get to the signing. Time to light the lamp brought to you by Papa Murphy's. Good win for the Avalanche. A lot of boxes checked, including, how about this one, Ryan Johansson, who was brought here with the idea he was going to be the Nazem Kadri replacement as the second-line center. Has not worked out like that. He's been bumped down to third and fourth-line duty, but he got two goals last night. And Jared Bednar was happy to see it. There's just a little bit more competitive spirit in this game here recently. You know, the team's been digging in. He's a veteran player. Um, it looks different for everybody, you know, that competitive spirit. But he's been working hard and doing what he can. And he gets rewarded for some of that work here tonight. All right, so let's see what he does with it. Let's see if this is the start of a heater. Because you got until March 8th for the trade deadline. So you still have... Two solid weeks until the trade deadline. Let's see if this guy builds on it, and and maybe you're not in a hurry to go out and have to trade for a second-line center. As soon as I heard Bednar say, working hard, I thought, working hard or hardly working. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Thank goodness we're near the end of the show. (laughs) The (laughs) B-Man. Kick the live lines. Inside joke. But a good one. <laughs> I don't care if you're not aware of it. It's a funny one to Just trust me. Play. Laugh along with. Just laugh along. Trust me. It's good, 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 clean humor. And uh, the other big note to come out of the uh, game yesterday, if you put much stock in this stat, Mark is a real grump. He doesn't. But uh, Nathan McKinnon extending his home point streak to start a season to uh, uh, 26. Seven games. 27 games. And uh, Jared Bednar, it was funny because near the end of the game, the, the fans were all aware that McKinnon hadn't got a point yet. And with him out on the ice and mm-hmm. the empty net, you know, the, 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 there was a buzz about getting it. And McKinnon ended up getting the assist on the Artori Leckening goal. He knows he's going to be on the ice at the end of the game, right? So, I mean, if we can hold on to a win or build it or build the lead and hold on to a lead, then he's going to get an opportunity uh, with the net empty. So I was really happy to see him get it. And as long as he can keep that going, I, I think it's a positive thing for our team. Yeah, it was one of those things where instantly everybody in the arena knew that uh, yeah. McKinney had gotten the assist. And the, the streak continues. It's now 27. Only Wayne Gretzky at 40. 
as Mark so eloquently put it earlier, only 20 more games for uh, Nathan McKinnon to go to match to beat that right. record. Uh, is that, it kind that, of pat? That's it. Is it kind of stat padding though? No, the game, it was a one goal game. It was a one goal game. They had the empty net. This was a chance to put the game on ice. He made a he made a beautiful play. He did because, make a beautiful because pass. a lot of times sometimes. Players get kind of antsy or selfish in those situations, and they just throw the puck towards the net. Instead, he stopped, gathered, had his head up, found Lekkinen across the ice, oh. got down, beautiful form, beautiful pass right on the tape oh, to yeah. Leck. It was tape to tape. It was tape to tape. No tape to tape, right to Leck. And Leck he's in an in He's in an in and he buried it. Yeah. No, it was a great play. Well, no, I'm, I'm and it was not stat padding. Why are you so down on this 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 streak? You think it's like a manufactured 27 streak? Twenty-seven straight games, twenty-seven straight night games where he scored a point. Don't if we have an afternoon game, it doesn't count. Like Jeez. I just yeah. the, the the two players he just passed and the one that's ahead of him, all Hall of Famers. So this is not just some insignificant list he's on with a bunch of no, spares. Uh, yeah, it's not it's, on there with Ty Domi or somebody like that. You, you if know? you stopped any hockey fan across America, mm-hmm. big time hockey fan, mm-hmm. and say point streak at home, <laughs> list the four players. Not right, one of them you're could right. name any of them. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's just like baseball numbers are are more important than nobody could tell me how many yards. Emmett Smith has true. It's eighteen thousand some odd, some right. odd, some. No, nobody, nobody cares. Knows. Right. It just, it just not. That stuff is not that big a deal to me. Papa Murphy's home of Take It Bake Tuesdays and Five Dollar Fridays. We're done. Turn things over to Dover and Stoke. Josh and Stoke coming up next.